We're gonna get to listen to Caleb finish an apple. Mm-hmm. Let's watch this minute. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and this is the Autopod Decepticast, your minute-by-minute -minute breakdown of the 1986 animated Transformers movie. Oh. A little, getting a little sexy a little with the different. intro. I'm trying to switch it up a little bit. This is... Sorry for uh, all you ladies who just came yeah. in your pants. <laughs> I mean, I know that's not what you came here for, yeah, well, but it, I hope it's what you got out of it. It sets the mood for the love that we feel this at this minute, right? Yeah, this is a this is a really sexy minute. We got to try and uh, tone uh, down the you know ourselves because this is a somber I, episode. I I don't know, man. I'm pretty stoked about it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, is pretty awesome. you can't see the disgusting smile on Caleb's face. <laughs> I almost look like Megatron at the end of the last uh, at the end of the last minute. Callbacks. <laughs> this is uh, Aaron speaking. I'm Ryan. I'm Caleb. And uh, we will walk you through this uh, this tender... Uh, I don't know if tender is the right word. I mean, oh boy, it's a fucking bummer, With guys. tenderness, it's... with tenderness, we'll try and walk you through, uh, walk you through this minute, uh, which would be minute eight of Transformers minute the Minute seven to eight. Okay, seven to eight. Maybe that's how we need to do it. Seven to eight. Minute seven to eight. That's easy. We nailed it. <laughs> seven to eight. Eight okay. episodes in, we figured it, it out. Can you say it covers the seventh minute? Oh. It, I yeah, mean, it does cover the seventh true. minute. Also another way to say that. Uh, it's the scene where, uh, well, all the Autobots die. Not all well, of them. But I know. All of them in the in scene the shuttle. die. Yeah, they get their butts There's through. not an Autobot in the scene that doesn't they die. All do and, and do we, uh, I mean, do we want to list... Which ones die right off the bat, or do you want to play? Uh, play? You want to do a play-by-play? -play? We can get to it, but like right. um, I will say, this like when I, when I was watching this scene for the preparation for the podcast, I'm like, oh, this is the Autobots Columbine. So oof, like Megatron oof. is uh, Eric uh, Harris, and uh, Starscream is Dennis Klebold. That's what I was thinking while I, I was watching this. I don't like that. But why? <laughs> Wait a so minute. But like a, a whole army goes into the ship. Up Columbine. <laughs> I mean, you don't like that me invoking be, Columbine? <laughs> it would be more like if all the students of Columbine High School ganged up together and then killed Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris. I was really happy and with it, this analogy. And it would be, <laughs> I don't think anybody's happy with this no, analogy. Apparently I'm on my own. And also, they it's like... Uh, they kill them on a spaceship. They don't kill them in a classroom. <laughs> I, can't, I think you may be being a little too literal, but yes, okay, there's where it falls apart. I will give you that. Um, okay, so the, so it starts off. Smirking. Yeah, it starts off with the with the immortal line. Well, you do it. You do your best, Welker. More than you imagine, Optimus Prime. That's not a very good. In Megatron, but in but. response to them reading a, or hearing the recording that Laserbeak got of. Uh, Optimus being optimistic, saying uh, we'll need lots of luck. A little energon and a lot of luck, yes. Yeah. And they are nice. And in the, uh, I'm going to bring up the original, like one of the early scripts a couple of times, but it occurred to me in watching this because in one of the earlier scripts it says that they are hiding behind an ostrich. 
Asteroid. Oh, fuck. <laughs> They're hiding behind an asteroid and waiting for the shuttle to pass, and then the Decepticons swarm on it. And it does occur to me that they do not have a ship, and they just show up out of nowhere. So yeah. that must have just been something that ended up on the cutting room floor. They just never animated well, it. Decepticons but. can fly. Yeah, but again, they're catching a shuttle. But also in space, I guess, t- can't they all fly if they have packs that can propel them well, in the that's the th- right I mean, this direction? gets into something. Decepticons could fly. Autobots cannot. cannot. As and a I was, general rule, I, I guess. was always like, what's up with that? <laughs> they can only fly with jetpacks. Like, uh, who is it? Uh, Sideswipe and... Um, What's his brother's name? Um, oh, uh, Sunstreaker. Sunstreaker. Yeah, they can fly, but they have jetpacks. Why can Decepticons fly and Autobots can't? They, fly? I, it's. I wish I. Uh, Why can't the Autobots? I, I, I should have watched technology? the. It would be nice to watch the episodes. There are episodes that break down. I don't know if they break down the why, but they do break down that like the young Orion Pax pre Optimus Prime was so like. Uh, down you know, starry-eyed about <laughs> meeting Megatron Down for the Earth. first time because oh, and, yeah. and flight yeah. was a part of like the fact that they could fly. Was That's a, a great part episode. Of uh, but yeah, there, is, there, there are original episodes of the first uh, couple seasons where even one of I think it's Starscream. It's one of the Seekers says Autobots can't fly. Right. Yeah. They're just letting you know. So they're flying around in their ship, and of course the Decepticons can just fly up to, to their, their ship. ship yeah. And and, br- and even though this is a interstellar traveling ship, right. I guess they have an yeah. interstellar. And they also didn't. It's not like they got a jump on them. That ship had already left. No, they they they, uh, they apparently they can fly super fast. Too. Right. So they bust up and mm. literally tear a hole in the side of the ship and jump on board. Here's here's what I'll, I I think I figured it out, guys. Here. I solved it. Um, the shuttle is uh, capable of long-distance flight, but it's slow because it is, they're going to pick up energy. It's a cargo vessel. The Decepticons aren't that far from Cybertron, so they can get there quicker since they're in their small form, but they wouldn't be able to have sustained flight to a, a long-distance location. Apparently, the ship doesn't have any sort of, like... Radar? Radar, or... <laughs> or they're too small. ...ability to, det- to detect... Anything going on outside of the ship. Or they're too small, but recognizing the fact that they're as big as, like, a totally detectable thing. On they my are Earth literally standards. planes, so... <laughs> um, uh, okay. So, well, they've got to get on the ship somehow. That, so, there's this huge it. explosion, and uh, I'm sure, Ryan, you probably have notes about the science of this and how... Like, why is all that is debris not, not just getting out? sucked right out? In fact, why isn't everybody just getting I sucked right out of this I think it's because shuttle? there's no ox- the Transformers don't need oxygen. Because if you notice, on Cybertron, Spike is in a suit, implying that he can't breathe without okay. that suit. All right. So I think it's just a, the vacuum inside. Granted, uh, we're hearing sounds. You're saying there is no... There is no oxygen. The vacuum there's doesn't no happen because the pressure... There's no pressure differential. Correct. That's what I think. Uh, Even though we're hearing sounds, but you got to hear sounds. It's a movie. I mean, yeah. But then why wouldn't? But there. And I guess you could argue that there's some sort of fake gravity going on. But yeah. What I like is how they they blow a big hole in the ship and then rip through and it. Then, and then Megatron decides to find another part to rip through. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's and also, what is that? Is that like ventilation? Which we already discussed. There's not really a need for ventilation. Yeah, and I, I, maybe it could be dust, but there shouldn't be smoke because you can't have an explosion, a, com- a combustion explosion without they oxygen. Bust right in. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is real home invasion shit. Yeah. By the way, that uh, a, a couple things. 
the, like, and it starts really with that part of uh, Megatron saying, more than you imagine, Optimus Prime is where I sort of thought this. That they just nailed the character designs by this time, especially Megatron just looked so good. Like, mm-hmm. he just looked perfectly drawn at that point in time. Like, his proportion, like, there's parts in t- the series where his face is kind of long. He's got one of these foot face things happening. <laughs> yeah. And, but they've kind of figured out, like, a squared jaw look for his head and helmet and all that. And it just, like, they finally. Kind of at this point, where had nailed the designs, I think, uh, really well. Um, okay, so now they're on the ship. And who exactly are we looking at? We got Starscream, we got Megatron, we got the uh, Constructicons. There's yeah. also some of the Conehead Seekers. All the Conehead Seekers are there with them. Is that uh, what they're called? <laughs> yeah, that's the. the that's you didn't a know terrible that. Terrible name. That is right. community vernacular. Oh. They bust on. Who's on the ship here that's uh, going to try to... The Autobots? Yeah. Uh, uh, Brawn, yeah. Uh, Ratchet, Ironhide, uh, Prowl, right? That's yeah. correct. Some of our old classic G1. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really care about Brawn, but I like the other characters a lot. Yeah. And uh, then I get to watch them uh, slaughtered. I'm yeah. about to buy a third-party version of Brawn. It looks pretty awesome. Ooh, I, yeah. You know, I get it. You're better than me. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just saying he's a good I, I like Braun. I never really cared as for a character. him as a character. He's a tough guy. He seems guy. like a dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> he's getting ready to die. So. so, but he's the first one to run at him. Yeah. Uh, and oh, then... Oh, oh, go ahead. I just thought of this, but I did remember... Braun actually does pull Prime's trailer in one episode. That's Huffer. Oh, that's Huffer, damn it. dude. I my first Transformer that I have. No, I owned Soundwave and then bought Huffer. <laughs> Huffer was, awesome. and then you lost him. And then I lost Huffer in the yard for a few years and found him again. <laughs> Do you still have that? It's yeah, down it's here. Right here. Okay, <laughs> right here. It's right over here on the shelf. Awesome. Uh, I have yeah. Caleb's. All of Caleb's Transformers are technically in my collection I now. I don't have. Them. I took some Whoa. pictures today. Oh, we got it on the Facebook. So Megatron's mouth is really big. <laughs> yeah, his face in this scene is it's, weird. Where he's saying "Die, die Autobot." Yeah, and he turns into Nailed the gun, it. and then the awesome kick-ass music starts, which yeah. really makes for a, like a. I mean it. Yes, and he, you know what? As much as he hates Starscream, he lets Starscream pull his trigger. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sounds filthy. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, very frequently, Starscream is the trigger, uh, man. The trigger man with mm-hmm. Megatron, which is pretty weird because he doesn't trust Star. Excuse me, doesn't trust Starscream. He, he trusts him enough to let him pull the trigger on his. Which uh, we all agree is his dick. Well, I mean, <laughs> think about it. I mean, if you're you like know, literally in the first generation toy, it's his dick. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So there's something going on there. <laughs> I guarantee there's oh, slash me. fiction for Starscream and Megatron. Oh, why? Why not? Uh, I think I really like. And again, I'm not, I'm on record as not really being a hard rock or heavy metal guy, but I really like the music in this scene, um, cool. which is done by the bands uh, called NRG. And this is, as far as I can tell, their only claim to fame. Um, but I did, in researching, find that there's a Vince DiCola original score for this scene. That is an alternative music, which um, I watched, and I'll just show you guys. Uh, if you you guys at home, if you just uh, search on YouTube, Transformers, I, the movie, Shuttle Attack, Vince, or Decola, or Vince Decola, it'll come up. It's like let's, a, let's load it up on our, our website, too, for people. Okay, I'll put a link on that. This is what's what? That's the song. This is, <laughs> this is the ad. It's a club mix. Do-da-do-do-do. <laughs> that sounds Decola-esque. Oh, it even has the... Megatron! 
I think they use this exact same yeah, music later in the movie. Later. Maybe it was just placement music till they got the. Still pretty intense. It works. Like Controversially, said, I think it does not work. You like? I mean, I like what they went with better. Anyway, the rock band, the NRG, NRG. Uh, I will say this, and and uh, you are in the majority of. And I don't understand this, but like all of the comments are like, "Oh, the Vince Nicola s- uh, score is so much better," and I don't agree at all. Like, I think the hard rock I, what version is like it makes more, su- it makes the thing feel more uh, suspenseful, more uh, energetic, uh, like, sinister. Even. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's an energy to it that's much more um, ho- a what hostile energy. What? I'm assuming that NRG is supposed to stand oh, for energy. I don't oh, know that for a fact. Oh, yeah, energy. I, couldn't, I looked oh, him up. On. I couldn't find uh, any acronym or mm. any sense of what that's an acronym They appear for. to be, like, really... I don't know. There's. It seems like they might be made up because I can't find anything about this band. Well, I learned that uh, they've opened up for such bands as the Goo Goo Dolls, Extreme, Joan Jett, UFO, Blue Oyster Cult, Judas Priest... But yeah, to your point, that's a big, that's a big span, actually. <laughs> it is true. But to your point, I think this is their claim to fame: is that they were on this soundtrack. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Uh, so they're the they're the music that uh, the Decepticons listen to while they're busting. <laughs> they were getting amped, and this uh, <laughs> before the, they took over the shuttle. Yeah. This song is called "Instruments of Destruction." That is their song. That uh, I I think it works a lot better than the Decola score. Uh, I could. I, mean, I like. I it. could take it or leave it. Uh, I. I think that it fits the this perf. I mean, it fits the scene perfectly. Um, just because of the menace behind yep. it. But. Uh, but uh, I don't love the song on its own merit. I only love it in the context of this movie. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, so okay, Braun. Pretty pretty. Uh, nasty shot right there. He's like still sparking and. Robo bleeding through his uh, back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how Starscream then kind of takes aim, and he's sort of like, "Who's next? What's the next uh, shot to take here?" They really are bad at taking cover. The Autobots, like, get behind that chair, buddy. Right? Yeah. I mean, Prowl shot, and, and they're not great <laughs> shots either. Also, though, we paused it right here at seven minutes thirty-seven seconds. What is his name? I can't remember. Uh, that is Conehead. That's uh, one of the Coneheads. Ram- that's uh, um, not Ramjet. No. I think it is uh, Dirge. Dur- it might be Dirge. He looks. Re- what is he doing? <laughs> he's like outside <laughs> of the ship. Kind he's of. just like he looks like he's planking yeah. out in outer space. He's, he's just you know floating there. Yeah. So Prowl gets off one shot. Right. And then the, the Constructicons cut him to pieces. Pretty gruesome death, smoke pouring out of his mouth. So, yeah, let's see here. So that is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I took this in my notes. It's sca- that's Scavenger that takes that shot. And just one shot. Now, he gets hit a couple times, but... Did oh, it was like one shot for me on uh-huh. that one. But uh, and it goes so. through the front, out the back. I remember even as a kid being like, they died really easily. Uh, and after all the shots they would take in the cartoon, yeah, on the show. So that this one to me is probably the most gruesome death because of just the, a standard character. The mouth in the and the, the, and the eyes. Well, yeah. and, and also, yeah, the mouth, the eyes, his face just like is like goes from like it just turns into anguish. And yeah. I guess that they're that they're setting a precedent here with the way he dies. We're like they're saying, okay, viewers, this is this is real. This is like, <laughs> hunker down because yeah, you're in for some. You're in the scene. Oh, Soundwave's here too. I saw. Soundwave was there. Yeah, he was in the background. I think. 
So we say hunker down, but it never really gets worse than this scene. I mean, Optimus I don't know. Prime dies. But I feel like the way that Ratchet and, and Ironhide die, Ironhide in particular in our next episode, oh, is pretty bad. Sure, sure. It's not gruesome, I guess. It just emotionally, it's rough. So uh, Ratchet and Ironhide, speaking of, they uh, get out of their chairs and take some well uh, or not well placed shots. And the guys are dodging. So I was thinking of this earlier, like who kills who? So my guess is that Starscream being on technically that side of the ship, these Constructicons being on this side of the ship, that I'm guessing Starscream pins down Ironhide and the Constructicons pin down Ratchet here. But then you see that, but then then you see Starscream and Megatron finishing Mm -hmm. the job. It's like back and to the left. Back (laughs) and to the left. Mm. They're gonna jump Watch on over your head, Jimbo. Still. It's rough. It's real rough. Like, yeah. I mean, ugh. and then Megatron transforms out of uh, Starscream's hands, and that is really the end of that. Now, minute. so what have you? What have we learned here? That <laughs> we've that the auto that Transformers can die, right? And more. I mean, I think we always knew die. that. We just never saw it. Yeah, yeah. but we. But then I, you know watching this for the first time like you saw that and you're like oh shit like this is new territory <laughs> so and then like this movie it was brutal none of almost none of the decepticons die permanently in this movie but it's That's a true. fucking autobot snuff film they mm-hmm. never come back and, i mean except for prime comes back later but um hey did the, so that. so so can we so in essence is Hasbro saying we need to get rid of a bunch of Autobots and introduce a bunch of new Autobots? And we're not really cared about reintroducing that many new Decepticons. Well, they do what? introduce new Decepticons because um, they don't die permanently. The reason is they're transformed by Unicron. Right. But let me think about that a second. I mean, they introduce a slew of new Autobots, yeah. right? I mean, Ultra Magnus, Blur, Springer, Hot Rod, Rodimus Prime. Cup. Cup, Wheelie, Junkions, RC. RC. It it had to be a conscious decision to say, we don't want to kill Megatron. We want to turn him into a new incarnation of himself. I mean, I guess from a a product development standpoint, it doesn't really matter. Either way, you're going to come out with a new product to replace the old one. Yeah. But they only but there's only three bad three new bad guys introduced in this movie unless I'm missing something. Uh, that would be Megatron, Cyclonus, Cyclonus, and Scourge, and Scourge. But they were and they were all made. And from then the sw- like the Insecticons right. turn into right. sweeps and stuff. So right. But I'm just yeah, that's I'm true. surprised they didn't make more bad guys. Maybe it's a continuity. Maybe it's like you know evil is evil and we want we you know in a way that's like evil's the same. <laughs> you know, continuity of that, but there's there's new people that can uh, that are good guys. We pass on the mantle of responsibility to keep that evil under control. That's exactly what they were thinking. Ron Friedman, <laughs> Flint I think that's deep. A... <laughs> I think they were thinking we're going to sell some fucking toys. Ron Friedman, <laughs> yeah, but... Flint Dilly, and Nelson Shin. When you guys come on to the the podcast, like we'll talk about it. it. We are going to talk about what this. What is the metaphors that, that uh, why driving the stories differently movie? than the Autobots? Speaking of Ron Friedman, I this was one, I think it was one of his really early scripts. If you can believe it, the deaths of the Autobots in the original script are much more brutal in this scene. Um, Prowl is literally melted into scrap by Scavenger, uh, and then Ironhide and Ratchet in that scene get shot so much they quote are fused together, then blasted apart and fall <laughs> in smoking, glowing fragments. Unquote. They fuse 
this together? That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I read I read that same uh, tidbit and but and I read a little bit further. But there still is the scene where Ratch or I'm sorry, where Ironhide reaches up and says no, which doesn't make sense in the context of that death. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Also, another script deviation, on, at least on the version of the we need to get in sync on the versions of the script <laughs> we're looking at. But. Um, uh, there's no scene where Laserbeak reports back. Like he doesn't report back, show back up oh. and report back. He just in the early script, he just you see him fly away from the Autobot moon base, and then it dissolves to this scene essentially. That's not implying that. He, well, implying like, he's going to go tell them, and yeah. they're going to do something about the, that it. That meeting takes place <laughs> off camera. I think that that adding that scene though is really works a lot better because you get reintroduced to the characters and like you said you get mm-hmm. an automatic understanding of how the dynamic of this these people work and I know that some things have never changed like Megatron instantly is just like shitting on Starscream from the beginning <laughs> yeah. uh, so. you, you just wanted to bring that back up <laughs> you just don't feel like we covered it well, well enough I, I, the... no I alright everybody this is a TF uh, podcast rewind all right, hey everybody, this is episode seven. Minutes talking about minutes six to seven. We got Laserbeak flying back to Decepticon headquarters. Oh, the first thing the Megatron says is gives a dig at Starscream. It's like some of my other warriors. You never fail me. Oh man, Caleb, don't Caleb, you do you have some? You want to talk about that? I don't know why I do this. <laughs> All right, and that was the official was a... Transformers D- Autopod Decepticast. <laughs> oh, that was oh, annoying man. for some people. <laughs> some people hated that. All right. I, I, at least one third of us hated that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, Caleb. Uh, <laughs> but, to your, but to your point... <laughs> You're right, though. I mean, I think you had to reestablish those. The, you had to reestablish this Autobot Decepticon dynamic before you could jump straight into these robots coming on board the ship and slaughtering yeah. everybody. Yeah, that's a real like. That can't be the first time you see them because then they're just a, they're non characters. Screw you guys! <laughs> <laughs> the look um, on your face is so angry right now. <laughs> We waited an hour and a half for Aaron to show up, and Caleb, this is what you get. Uh, Are you coming back next week? <laughs> yes, I'm coming. Caleb. No, I won't. I'll be, in, I'll be out of town. Oh, that's right. Caleb, uh, when you first saw this scene as a kid, do you remember any emotions, any feelings? I No, because I, at, at that point in time, I was still dwelling on how Megatron was insulting Starscream <laughs> from the minute earlier. Couldn't get past it. Couldn't get past it. <laughs> I just shut the movie off after yeah, that. at that point. <laughs> like, come on, guys. It's been, uh, it's the year 2005. It's been 20 fucking years. Kiss and make up You can't already. get past this. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I mean, how would you feel if your boss insulted you and then turned into a gun and made, and let you shoot him with your hand? It'd be kind of confusing. <laughs> That's some real mixed messages. Yeah, it's, it's really confusing. Uh, I just, I mean, I was just like uh, overwhelmed by the fact that it was just new territory. We They crossed a line in this scene yeah. that they had never crossed before, and that is death. Yeah, shit got real. I mean, and graphic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know they're robots. Yeah. There's no blood yeah. or organs. No, but they're but... suffering. You can see the suffering. Yeah. 
I feel like it made Ugh. me sick. I feel like I remember the lights feeling out sick in his when I eyes. It. Yeah. The lights came like yeah. <sighs> Smoke came out it's, of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, it's, he I remember died. as a kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dead. Dead. I feel like there's some <laughs> retribution going Dead. on. Dead. <laughs> uh, Was he still alive? One of them was. In here. <laughs> in your heart. In Caleb's heart. pointing to his heart. Uh, I think, I remember, I, my memory from childhood is so hazy. Um, I know that I must have had an emotional reaction to this because I anthropomorphized everything. So even like the toys that I had, I would put personalities on them and like talk to them and shit. And um, so I must have... This must have upset me, but I don't remember it specifically. So maybe that's a recovered memory I can get later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After therapy, we're going to have another Autopod Decepticast. <laughs> My uncle touched me. <laughs> and that was an Autopod Decepticast. <laughs> Rewind. Way, way, way back. <laughs> So, all right. Well, uh, you guys. Have, what else do you guys have on this one? Nothing. Uh, not much. The only uh, this is just a side note I wrote after the shuttle thing. Like, uh, I hate the description of their forms in the first script. It says humanoid mode and automotive. Why not just <laughs> robot and vehicle? Uh, that's Ron Friedman's early draft, I guess. I have a lot to say about Ron later. <laughs> like I, the next scene, I, I'm like Ron. Well, wait think, until after we get him on the show. It's not bad. I it's bet just he'll show up. It's just strange. He's not going to listen to this shit before he comes on the show. I don't know. He strikes me as the type of guy it that might. might have a Google alert. Yeah. Oh, he 100% has a Google alert. <laughs> I have a Google alert for my own name. Some white guy, Ryan Jett, uh, who murdered someone in Florida, and it comes up all the time. <laughs> There's a Caleb Carter that was a, a male porn star that uh, committed suicide. That's... Whoa. Oh. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. So, uh, let's... Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're still trying to figure out our social media situation. <laughs> uh, regardless, you can get to it through our website. Regardless, you can get to it, to it through our website, which is... Hi, this is the ghost of Casey Kasem, once again breaking into the broadcast to say that since the recording of this episode, the boys have gotten their collective shit together regarding their social media. They are at APODDCast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For the record, I do not endorse this ridiculous show, and I'm being compelled to record these interstitials by way of a disgusting voodoo ritual. Fuck these guys and their website, autopoddecepticants.com. Please like, comment, follow, and subscribe. And now here's a very special request coming in this week from Trapped Spirit Forced into Servitude. His request, which I think we can all get behind, is that all three hosts contract blood poisoning and die slowly. Signing off for now, I return you to your regularly scheduled garbage. Autopoddecepticast.com. This, this has been a distressing episode. We watched all about death and porn, dead porn stars. Well, I'm now I'm going to associate the two, and every time I see a <laughs> robot die, I'm going to get fucking hard. Uh, this is let's stop, let's end this episode. All right, everybody. Caleb is lying on the floor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the trauma plus the trauma at us. With our, we were a little rough. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Right. Okay, you're gonna write the descriptors to the, to <laughs> yeah. the episodes, there, buddy. Yeah. I hope you have fun in DC. Yeah, we're not gonna record without you. Uh, you could Skype in, or blue Skype jeans in. in. <laughs>
<laughs> you want a blue jeans Why in, buddy? Blue jeans. I don't know. It's the name of it. It's not good. It's always fucked up. It's, really mis- it's misleading. This is what your company uses? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, blue let's jeans. Name our, let's name our... Um, Can you get on mic, please? No. <laughs> this is going to fucking piss me off no. when I have to edit this. No, I want to stay back away from All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> this has been your episode eight. So uh, please... Uh, visit our website, like our comment, comment, interact with us, uh, visit us via our social media networks, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, thank you for your time and check us out next week. Signing off. Bye.